listening to The Bossy Type, your unconventional how-to for building a bold business or personal brand through the power of words and sometimes other creative stuff. I'm Elise, director and head writer of Bossy Copywriting, home of bold clients, funny writers and the occasional swear word. You can also find me behind the desk at Bossy Copy College, a tone of voice and creative copy course that helps new businesses launch with a bang. Every week, I'll be sharing my bite-sized wisdom and quizzing creative experts on exactly how to build a big, bold brand. So make a margarita and join me for The Bossy Type, where we make words and brands our bitch. Hey everyone and welcome to episode 57 of The Bossy Type. This episode is brought to you by my free lecture series. So if you head to bossycopycollege.com forward slash free dash lecture or if you like a shortcut, feel free to go straight to the show notes and click on the link. There is a free 90-minute masterclass where I'm going to be diving a lot deeper into the topic we're about to cover. Basically, it is a masterclass covering the three things that I believe built bossy to where it is today. Creativity, connection, and confidence. So make sure you check it out and we dive a little bit into Bossy Copy College as well. So on to today's episode, we are talking about how to write no fucks given for most of the platforms in your business. And when I say no fucks given, I mean super confident copy that people can't resist. Now I focus today on more of the content platform, so your emails and captions. And the reason being is that This is where we start to drop the ball a little bit when it comes to our tone of voice or our brand personality. Usually we don't have time to sit down, get in character, plan out our content, edit it, write it all out. And so we usually just write whatever comes to our mind and we press post. So I'm going to convince you to take that little bit of extra time today to make sure we are getting in character and making sure everything is consistent along our brand. There is, of course, other copy like our automated emails, our packaging and our portfolio, but these are the bits that you're probably sitting down and thinking about and crafting carefully because they're not updated as regularly. It's the content that usually trips us up. So firstly, what you're going to do before you write any copy or content is you're going to get into character. Now, the thing that I love to do is to create a bit of an alter ego. So of course, it is really important to have done all of your tone of work voice work prior to this. You need to be really clear on who your brand is, how it speaks and how it communicates. Often this might play out as a bit of an alter ego. So for me, although Bossy definitely has the same voice as me, as many of you know, it is kind of an amplification of my personality. So I've turned up the volume a little bit on my own personality traits. That way it still feels like me and it still feels aligned to me and it comes naturally to me, but it is a little bit of an alter ego because it's more bold and funny than I usually would be IRL. Another one of my favorite ways to kind of get into the tone of voice character is to read some past work. And of course, this doesn't mean that your brand has to be this really creative persona. It might be your own voice or it might be something that might be a bit more of a creative concept, but maybe a little bit more pulled back or a bit more natural. So I often use this trick when I'm writing for multiple different clients in one day. One client might have a really creative out-of-the-box character and the other one might be a little bit more professional and corporate. So I really need to get into character by reading some of their past work, whether that is their tone of voice guidelines, whether that's reading some of their blogs, captions, or even their website copy. 
by reading it, it somehow like absorbs into your mind a little bit better and it just helps you get into character. So even if I haven't written some of my captions for a while, I'll go back and read the bossy captions even though I wrote them myself. So another thing you can do is to have that tone of voice guidelines handy. And the reason the tone of voice guidelines is so handy is because it is essentially a guidebook or a Bible to your tone of voice. So the way we do it in Bossy Copy College is the same way that I do it with my clients. And so the first half of the guidelines is what I call the foundational stuff elements. So it's really about your audience, your customer profile, some words and phrases that we do and don't use, maybe some brand inspiration, some brand taglines. It's all of that core stuff that we need. And then the second half of the guidelines is a selection of copy examples from our captions, our emails, our packaging, our website. It's kind of like a pick and mix so that Whenever we need to either teach someone in our team or we need to get ourselves into character, we can read through that tone of voice guidelines or at least read those copy examples to really understand how the brand communicates. Another thing you can do is make sure you choose the right background music. I'm not kidding when I say that the music that you are listening to when you're writing copy really affects the way you write. So I often choose different playlists depending on what client I'm working for or what project I'm working on or what task I'm doing. So if I'm doing something really boring, like say accounting, I'll usually listen to some sort of hip hop because the lyrics don't really affect what I'm doing. If I'm writing for a client that is really dreamy and earthy, I'm probably going to listen to some lo-fi beats or something a little bit more chill. If I'm writing for Bossy or a brand that has a really strong attitude, I'm probably going to go for something like hip hop, but maybe without the lyrics because I just cannot listen to lyrics when I'm writing. So you need to figure out whether it is your brand or you're writing for another brand. What is the vibe? And then try and find some music to match that. Honestly, it will change the way you write. So now we are in character. It is time to start writing. So There's a couple of steps that I feel like apply to all sorts of copy and content regardless of the platform. So I'm going to start there. The first one is that you need to plan. You need to plot out what you want to say in that piece of content, whether it's an email, whether it's a piece of website copy, whether it's a caption. If you dive straight into a white page, it's not going to end well. And even as a copywriter, I can't do that. And I often say that copywriting is like 95% planning and plotting out your message. So even open the notes app in your phone or your laptop and jot down a couple of bullet points, anything that you need to communicate in this piece of copy or content. I even do this for my captions. I figure out what my attention grabbing hook is going to be. Then I jot down any bullet points of things that I really need to cover. So it could be like the dates of my next masterclass, what we're going to discuss in the masterclass and how people can enroll or join. Once you have the main points of what you want to say or what your stance is on that piece of copy, you need to consider how your brand persona would communicate that message. I love to do this to make sure that my tone of voice is on point and I am not straying from my brand personality. So I like to really consider how my brand persona or how my own personality would say each of those points or each sentence. So I might want to communicate some sort of message and we tend to kind of start writing in a bit of a corporate brand tone. But one way I like to do it, if it is my own voice, if I'm writing for Bossy, is if 
I was texting a friend. I would think about how I would communicate that sentence or that message if I was texting a friend. Or I come back to my business mantra, which I mentioned a couple of podcast episodes ago, and that is what would Bossy do? So how would Bossy share this piece of information? And I think about that for each sentence and I even think about it during the editing phase. The next thing to make sure is to not be afraid of your first draft. I feel like many of us, like I'm a writer, so I get it. But usually what we try and do is we don't want to put pen to paper or put finger to keyboard unless we know exactly what we want to say in our head first. But we need to stop doing that and we need to just start typing, start writing and get everything out of our head. We can always come back and clean it up later. The main thing is that everything is in there. All the information we want to share is in there. Then we can come back and we can fix up the tone of voice later. If you wait until it's perfect in your head or that sentence is perfect in your head, it's going to take you 10 times longer to write it. So just get it out onto the page or onto the screen and then fix it up later. It is absolutely pouring here in Melbourne. So I don't know if you can hear that, but I'm just going to keep going. So the next thing you're going to do is edit. So once you've gotten to character, then you've started writing, you've attempted your first draft. Now it is time to edit. And as Ernest Hemingway always says, write drunk, edit sober. So even if you aren't drunk, make sure you've got it all on the page, be sloppy, get it out on the page and have fun with it. Then the side of you that has its head switched on can come in, that's the sober version of you, and can polish it up. So this is where you can start removing any fluff or hesitation to make your copy sound really confident. You can shorten it or lengthen it, and you can even start looking at each sentence individually and think again, how would my brand persona say this? Could I say this sentence in a slightly different way? Once you kind of attack it from top to bottom, it's probably going to clean up a bit. It's going to be shorter. It's going to be more succinct and it's going to feel more on brand for you. So that is the overall tips. Now I'm going to give you some tips for each of the different platforms. We're going to cover website, email, and captions. Now, of course, this is all about how to write no fucks given copy for each of those platforms. So it's all about writing your copy so it feels and reads a lot more confidently. So when it comes to your website, this is essentially your virtual home. It is where people are most likely going to find you first unless they've found you on social media. So it is really important to introduce yourself from the get-go as this really confident person that knows their shit. So because we are kind of writing this ahead of time, like it's not really on the fly content, you will have a little bit more time to sit and craft your copy, but you are probably going to be updating it a little bit more regularly than say your automated emails or your portfolio. So my first tip to confident website copy is to ensure that your brand voice is nailed and it is consistent across every single page. It is not just about the flashy pages like the homepage and the about page. I even focus a lot of time on my frequently asked questions, my shipping pages, returns pages, because people still read those. If they're going through your website and all of these little bits are kind of combining to create your brand, that's what helps them fall in love with you and it helps them add to cart. So we need to make sure the brand voice is consistent across the board. Secondly, I would recommend using a really strong tagline to greet your customer. So whether it is a bossy client or a bossy copy college student, I always recommend that on their homepage, the first thing the customer sees is a really strong tagline. This doesn't have to be 
really informative. It can be a little bit more creative, something just to grab their attention. And then you can use the body copy or a subheading to really be a bit more clear about what the brand is all about. Thirdly, keep your copy as short and succinct as possible. And we're going back to our tips earlier. We're going to write our first draft, basically put on the page anything we want to communicate, and then we're going to go through and try and remove some of that fluff or some of that extra wording we don't need. Keep in mind that when people are looking at your website, they're probably viewing it on their mobile. So always check what your copy looks like on your mobile, but generally it's probably about two times too long. (laughs) So go through and cut out as much as possible. People will actually read copy that is more short and sweet. So we want to make sure that you're grabbing their attention with short headings and succinct body copy, and we're not greeting them with huge walls of text. Tip number four is to tell a story with your about page. This is one of my favorite parts of the website because unlike pretty much every other page, we're not trying to sell them something. This page is purely to connect with your audience, explain your brand story and help them to fall in love with you. And even though we aren't selling them something, just by connecting with them on a deeper level, they're going to want to be a part of your brand more so than if they're just reading a really dry about page or there isn't an about us page at all. So give your About Us page some love, ensuring that it does tell your brand story and it connects with your audience on a deeper level, but of course, it is really on brand for you as well. And lastly, you need to talk about what you can bring to the table. So of course, we want to tell our customers that we are the best for them and we're going to make their life easier and better. But most other brands and businesses, particularly in your space, are going to be doing the same thing. So instead, let's take a different approach and focus on what we can bring to the table because that's going to help them see that you are the business for them and it's going to help them book your services and buy your products and it's going to help you not fall into or blend into the sea of same. By focusing on this and weaving in your unique viewpoint and skill set and benefits, you're going to stand out from all the other competition. Next up, let's talk about email confidence. So I'm going to take a wild guess and say that you send probably hundreds of emails a day. And while you think that they are probably nothing, they actually all count towards your brand. If you have ever emailed me at Bossy, you'll know that my emails are very on brand to Bossy. I make sure that they are conversational, they are creative, they are chatty, they are still succinct, but they are also attention grabbing and a little bit fun. So that is because I truly believe that your brand personality and your tone of voice should be filtered through everything. So when you're writing your emails, regardless of who you're emailing, make sure that you are aiming to convey your personality, your authenticity and confidence. So one way you can do this is to kill any words that make you sound unsure, timid, or hesitant. We are going for total email confidence here. So there is no place for these words. So some examples might be, I think, just, probably, maybe, sorry, try, and does that make sense? You might have seen this topic being discussed on like lots of girl boss vibe Instagram platforms and all about taking out the personality of your email. Sometimes I think they go a little bit far because obviously you need your personality to shine through whatever that be. And if you love an exclamation mark, then go for it. But I do feel like often we try to put these words in and they come across as just fluffy, but also it can make you sound a little bit unsure or diminish your message. 
To show you what I mean, I'm going to read out an example of how this might play out, a bad version and a good version. And this is something that I posted on the Bossy Instagram at bossycopy.coach. So you might have seen it before or you might have heard it on the podcast, but I feel like it helps so much to actually see or hear an example. So the bad version is, sorry to bother you, I'm just checking if you have any feedback on my task. Maybe if you spot something, I can try again and probably return it by Friday. I think that might be the best approach. What do you think? Does that make sense? So as you can see, there's a sorry, there's a just, there's a maybe, there's a I can try again, there's a probably, there's a does that make sense, and it just feels a little bit unsure, timid, and hesitant. So now we're going to say the exact same thing making it a little bit more confident, but also we're not going to lose that personality so we sound really dull. So my version is, do you have any feedback on the project? Your POV is always appreciated. If you spot any improvements, please mark up the doc and I can tackle those by Friday. Thanks again for your input. So obviously it's still feeling conversational and kind and it's not too blunt, but it's taking out all that fluff and hesitation. And lastly, everybody's favorite captions. Let's talk about how we can write our captions a little bit more confidently, especially if we are writing them on the fly. So obviously with captions, when they're done well, they can do wonders for your brand. They can help you boost brand awareness. They can build a community, position you as an authority, and even score you new business. But when they're done poorly, people are probably just going to scroll past them or they might read a couple of words and move on. So if you are part of Caption Coach, you'll know that there are two methods in my mind for writing captions. There is creative writing and then there is caption formulas. Now, I love the creative writing approach because obviously I'm a writer and it comes kind of naturally to me. So the creative writing approach essentially is more of a free writing kind of method and it means that I will still plan out my caption, I will come up with my attention grabbing hook to stop them in their tracks and then I will jot down using my bullet points any key messages that I want to communicate in my caption and then I'll round it off with a CTA. When it comes to actually writing it, I usually just jump in my notes app and I string all of those points together into one very, very, very long caption. (laughs) But for those people that aren't super confident with words or maybe they are really time poor, then I often recommend caption formulas. Now, these are kind of like recipes or structures and I like to call them like paint by numbers but for captions. So basically it means that you'll come up with maybe five or six different caption formulas for your business and then when it comes time to post, you can pick one of the frameworks, fill in the gaps and press post. So super easy. If you are interested in that, I actually give some caption formulas. I think there's about 20 of them in Caption Coach as a bit of a bonus. So I'll put the link in the show notes in case you're interested in checking it out. And of course, we cover Instagram and an entire module in Bossy Copy College as well. Now, when it comes to making your captions more punchy, even though mine are really long, you'll notice that they are always written in the bossy tone of voice. I never just wing them, even though I'm probably writing them on the fly. I always follow that same process and I always make sure I never stray from my tone of voice or brand personality. So one thing that I think is really important is to always write in a conversational, informal tone. 
regardless of your tone of voice, whether you are a little bit more warm and nurturing, whether you are professional and sleek, or whether you're bold and fun, generally Instagram is not the place for formal language. So you need to obviously consider your tone of voice, but nine times out of 10, it usually requires you to be a little bit more conversational and informal. And by speaking like this, it shows that you're being authentic and you're being confident. I also recommend that you try to come from a place of authority. So even if you don't feel like an expert in your space, but maybe you really want to position yourself as an expert in your space, figure out what your opinions are. Maybe you have some polarizing opinions that other people in your industry don't agree with, or maybe you have your own personal methods for doing certain tasks. Figure out what makes you different and use that in your content. It's going to help you from a place of authority, but it's also going to make your captions seem really confident and sure of themselves. And lastly, I love to finish all of my captions with a really strong finish and of course, a call to action. So if you are using your captions as a way to maybe increase your audience or increase sales, you need to figure out where you want this person to go when they're done. We want them to feel like they've finished a little story, but also they are actually keen on taking the next step in their journey. So figure out what that next step is and don't be afraid to send them elsewhere. So that is it for today, guys. If you are keen on learning more about confident copy, but also you want to learn how to be a little bit more creative and connect with your audience on a deeper level, head along to my free lecture. It is instant access. All you need to do is go to the link in the show notes and enter your details. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Bossy Type. If you haven't already, tap the subscribe button for new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you got something out of this episode, I'd love it if you could rate, review, share on Instagram, text your friends, tell the whole world, all the things. In the meantime, come hang out with me on Instagram at bossy.copywriting or at Elise Elise, spelled A-L-Y-C-E. Bye.